This is Fundraising Radio, and this is our fourth educational episode. And as a guest speaker today, we have Yev Mochnik, who participated on Fundraising Radio prior to this one. But I thought that that episode was so good that we should just do several educational episodes just right after that episode. So in this episode, we're going to talk about stocks. Uh, How do you put them on the ledger? How to keep track of them? How do you make sure that all of your teammates legally own stocks of your company, etc.? So, Yev, uh, let's take it off from here and tell us about the stocks. Let's start with the uh, first things first. What should you do first to distribute stocks? Sure. So, thank you again for having me um, on this educational episode. So, in terms of dispersing or issuing stock from my company to shareholders or members in the case of an LLC. Um, some, depending on the jurisdiction of the company where it's incorporated um, and or where the issuance is, is the laws under which it's governed by, the stock can be certificated or uncertificated. So for example, in Delaware, you can issue um, stock without actually having it tied to a certificate. That's why uh, there are a number of different types of stock uh, management softwares out there, cap -hmm. cap table management softwares available um, or software available, um, including the most popular one, which is Carta. And it's the most popular one because it has so many different features. The UI UX is very um, easy to navigate. It has a lot of other functionalities uh, that the company has added, like a 409A valuations, board resolutions, and even now they're introducing um, another offering through Carta called Carta X, which is a private equity platform sort of like a a, a a vehicle to sell uh, equity in private companies um, so almost like a an IPO but for for private companies so settling and managing your company's uh, cap table and securities in um, something like that is is really the preferred way to go most investors are also very familiar with how it works and um, and it just makes you look like more of a, a legitimate company that has its, uh, its, its kind of company organizational documents in place. Um, Carta also provides a data room for all of your historical organizational corporate documents um, so that investors can just go into one place and look through everything. So stock issuances, um, like I said, can be managed in that in that software, and it's a fantastic way to do so. But um, again, there's there's different kinds of stock that you may be issued. So, for example, you could be issued options, uh, which vest over a certain period of time, and then you have to exercise those options to actually become a holder of the the stock outright. So you'd have to pay some kind of a strike price um, once that that option has vested, or you could be granted something called restricted stock units or the restricted stock award, and those are subject to a um, some 
restrictions by the company, such as a repurchase right, um, and also potentially to vesting. So uh, first of all, before we move on to distributing stocks and using actually that software, which by the way, what's the name of that software again? I already forgot it. It's called Carta, C-A-R-T-A. All right, Carta. All right, I'll try to remember that. But before we move on to how to use Cardo, uh, I wanted to ask you about the restricted stock units. So uh, how exactly does this work? Can it, Is it like stock option or is it, do you have to pay um, a price to actually acquire it? Or Yeah, yep. So you would, uh, so the, the company would issue you something Call over through an instrument called a restricted stock purchase agreement. You would be granted a certain amount of restricted stock. Um, there would be a price that is attached to that stock per per each stock unit, um, and that is typically uh, for early stage companies. It's typically the par value or some very nominal amount, and you can make payment either in cash or you can cancel any debt that the company has to you, or you could do it in lieu of services or intellectual property. So it doesn't necessarily have to be paid for or paid up in cash. Um, and once you are granted or purchased that stock, you have all of the rights associated with that stock as a stockholder. So on a cap table, you would come up as, you know, if you, if you were granted a thousand shares of restricted stock, you would come on the, uh, come up on the cap table as the owner of 1,000 shares. Whereas in, if you're granted options, you would only have the rights associated with the amount of options that have vested and, and that you have exercised or purchased. Right. So since, since this is fundraising radio, uh, you mentioned something that really caught my attention which is you can forgive the company some debt that it owes to you through uh, mm -hmm. stock options. And I was curious, can a company do that? Can they borrow from its own employees? Or do you mean it by not paying them a salary for some time? Uh, it depends how it's structured. Yes, it, and it also, I mean, it, it depends on the jurisdiction of the company so that the, that the regulations don't, um, or that the, 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 Corporation Act doesn't prohibit it, and also that the governing documents have nothing in them that would prohibit a loan by the shareholders or the members to the company. Well, that's that's really interesting. So now it's time to go back for us to to the to the main topic of this episode, and it's uh, how do you distribute uh, the stocks among your team and investors? So uh, have you? I, I assume that you have experience with Cardo. I personally have none experience. So if I ask something dumb then maybe we're on the right track because probably our listeners have the same question. So first things first, where do you start? Obviously you register and then what, what happens then? Can you like give us? Yeah. So you do Carta. Carta. Yep. Carta has a fantastic customer support team. And if you are working with an attorney, a lot of attorneys already have sort of a preferred relationship with Carta. So they would onboard, or help you onboard onto Carta, or you could do it yourself as a startup. Um, and they are, they have different pricing options. Um, I don't know exactly what it is currently, but they had a lot of uh, promotions for small 
startups with limited amount of shareholders and limited amount of invested capital that would make the software free. Um, so you would speak to an account, you would get assigned an account manager, and then you would onboard and um, stage your cap table, for example, of how, you know, before publishing it live and assigning uh, e-certificates e or e-shares to each shareholder. Right. And I guess, well, we'll generally talk about this being a corporation or when we're talking about kind of stock in this conversation, I guess the, the default would presumption would be that we're talking about a corporation rather than a Right. In LLC. Yeah, of course. Of course, we're talking about the standard C Corp until we're incorporated. I, I prefer that. I think that it's like standard, a golden standard of the startup industry. So yeah, we're just sticking to this standard. Uh, what happens next? How do you, when you assign something? So who needs to sign this, first of all? So when I decide that I want to give my uh, co-founder uh, 30% of the shares, no, actually not my co-founder, mm -hmm. but let's say my employee, 10% yep. of the share of the company. Uh, so you would size yep. me need to sign this. So you would typically enter into some sort of agreement, um, <laughs> and uh, that would typically look like a stock purchase agreement or a restricted stock purchase agreement. And in there, you would detail kind of all of the representations that are being made by the purchaser. Which uh, again, purchaser doesn't necessarily mean investor it means it, you know, it means a founder or the, the core team or the initial team and then the representations that are made by the company um, and and incorporating some of the you know the organizational documents of the company like the bylaws or any shareholders agreement mm -hmm. got it so uh when the sale is done to the investor uh, how does this work so uh we first transfer yep. him shares or her shares or do we get uh, first? Yep. So you would need to enter again into some sort of a, you know, depending whether you're issuing common stock to the investors or preferred stock, you would also enter into a preferred stock purchase agreement or stock purchase agreement. And um, there would be a number of con conditions of closing for that transaction, including um, getting all of the correct corporate approvals and then also evidencing that the stock um, belongs to that purchaser and, or investor on the, the stock ledger of the company. Mm -hmm. Got it. So I actually ran out of questions, Eve. Do you, do you <laughs> think there's something we need to cover here specifically because I'm just no, so I, I would just say the, one of the key, another key considerations, um, and I just ran across this not too long ago with a tech stars company, um, that just because you, you sign a purchase agreement, you have to make sure that the stock is issued in accordance with whatever jurisdiction you, the, that is the governing law or of the, of the agreement or the jurisdiction of the where the company is incorporated. So just because um, the purchase or the the purchase agreement or investment agreement has been signed, there may be some other formalities, corporate formalities like a resolution, which is needed in order to perfect the issuance. 
Got it. So here I want you to take it a little step away from uh, our main topic, which is stocks and uh, stock agreements and all this stuff, and talk a little bit about bylaws. So you mentioned that uh, based on bylaws and those documents that you initially signed that actually give guidance to the corporation, uh, it depends on who needs to sign this uh, stock sale agreement. And let's talk, how, how do you create bylaws? How do you just take a template from mm-hmm. the web? and put your name in it or uh, how exactly should you do this? You know, there, um, I mean, generally, if you need to put something together very quickly and there's enough, especially for Delaware companies, there are enough templates that are available online that are probably fairly easy to model after. Um, Cooley Go has, you know, a great startup incorporation package uh, that you can kind of guide you in order to build those initial incorporation documents that have been tried and tested and a lot of investors have seen many, many, many times over. So that would really be the best um, starting point. Good, good, got it. So yeah, the the lineup for, the, for this episode, I think, is that just figure out how CARTA works. So it's C-A- RTA. I'll leave the link in this episode for sure. And I personally don't see pricing here right now. It just says get a demo or contact sales. Who the yep. hell buys the phone number there? Damn it. It's 21st century <laughs> people. Come on. No one knows anyone. Especially in the startup world. Seriously. All right. <laughs> but thanks a lot, Eve, for coming up and for sharing your experience in that field. I hope sure. it was actually helpful for someone, some of our listeners who are dealing with it right now or who might. So have- I will. I, I will also drop another a name of another up and coming uh, company that's called Equastart E Q U A S T A R T, and they are using um, they're built on the blockchain, so they're using blockchain technology for the ledger mm-hmm. to record uh, the stock transactions on on the blockchain technology. It's pretty interesting to finally some some use of a blockchain technology. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks a lot, Eve, for coming up and for sharing your knowledge in this field of stocks.